Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I have an alert mind, a receptive spirit, an attentive heart, and active faith. My life is full of energy. I know that God has something for me now. And I will not leave without it. What I receive today will change my life forever. Now, if you believe that, let the world hear the greatest shout of praise come from the first century faith International Miracle Institute. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. You may be seated and I want to welcome you to this time together in uh, the International Miracle Institute as we um, continue along uh, the lines of living the first century faith in the 21st century. We talked out of the Gospel of Mark in a conclusion in the last session. And the conclusion was, these signs will accompany. Now, I want you to say the supernatural supernatural abilities of God God accompany the believer. They accompany me. Now, if you're happy about it, lift your right hand to the Lord and let him hear you. And it is certainly doctrine or Bible truth, word uh, foundation, Uh, spiritual reality because we see in the acts of the apostles when the Holy Spirit came upon us and we were all baptized with the Holy Spirit when fire sat upon us and we were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave us utterance. We see in that account in the earliest days of church. I want you to say church. 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 And so today we're still living in fresh, supernatural, powerful, miraculous, accompanied days of church. Church is still alive. Believers are still alive. 
There is power in our gathering together and power in our gathering together across the world. And we bless you today. We bless you in the name of the Lord all over this great nation that we're in. And we bless you in Africa. We bless you in the Near East. We bless you in the Middle East. We bless you in the Far East. We bless you in every nation under the sun, every continent under heaven. And declare that today is a day that the Lord has ordained and orchestrated to restir on the inside of you the desire to pursue the call of God in your life and your first love will not remain asleep but will revive again and you will pursue your doctoral impartation for the glory of God. The sound and the voice of Christianity is going to a level the likes of which we have never seen in the entirety of the human race. There is a sound that declares the lordship of the Lord of heaven, his authority his dominion, his presence, and his ability active in our life across denominational, pre-denominational, non-denominational, one voice that shouts like one river that flows with streams. with streams that make glad the city of God. There is a voice that goes beyond the personal conquest of the individual into the desires of the Lord who said, who he, he who is with not is not with me. He said, he is against me. But he said, he that gathers with me, he that gathers with me, I will send you to be fishers of men. And so we want to bless you today. And we want to declare to every pastor, every bishop, and every doctor, every student today, there is an anointing with no passing of time coming upon your life, coming upon your home. I want you to pick up your phone, pick up your device, text somebody, let your friends know this is the opportunity to get in on how to receive the impartational reality of the first century faith in his purity, in his sanctity, in his never failing ability. So in the 21st century, your enemies will bow, your opposition will flee, your mountains will move, your victories will be manifested, and your joy will be full. Now, if you can't shout about that, I don't know what's going to happen. So, so if you recall, we began in the gospel of Mark who presents the nature of Christ, um, the, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the son of God. He presents him as the victorious lion of the tribe of Judah. We have covered that through the writings of Paul to the Hebrews. This is the characteristic or the, the angle that the Holy Spirit 
um, reveals in the gospel of Mark regarding our Savior and his miraculous conduct to help humanity. And everyone here tonight, that you have miracles that necessitate an immediacy, and you know they're going to be immediately wrought, miraculously performed. Lift your hands and shout, yes. So here is what happened. We talked about, and these signs will accompany those that believe. Well, in the first um, um, days of the baptism into the Holy Spirit and fire, when Christ himself said to us, you shall receive and then that word is dunamis. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be witnesses or martyrs unto me. In other words, you will not have to die, but you, it would have been as if you had been martyred with me. You would, be, you would be a person that is talking out of the experience of knowing what it's like to die to what you were and knowing what it's like to raise up to being a new creature. You will be speaking out of your new creation realities and nature that I give you and ability that I give you that does not fear death, hell, or the grave devils, demons, or principalities because you're speaking out of first-hand revelation. You will be martyrions unto me. Glory be to God. And proof providers to me. Evidence suppliers for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. But when the Holy Spirit came upon us and we began to declare the wonderful works of God, every nation under heaven was represented and everyone's saying, what does this mean? Are you ready for your life to bewilder the multitudes for the altar of your expression as a ministry, as a church, as a Christian, that your jurisdiction will baffle the multitudes and they'll say, how are they speaking our own language? How are they declaring our circumstance? How do they know without natural information, revelatorily, what we need and how do they declare the wonderful works of God? My God, I, I know tonight that that's, that's what happened and you remember the account how do, are they not all Galileans and how do we hear them in our own language uh, or tongue where we were born speak the wonderful works of God and so then Peter declares revelatorily what is written now before it's written it's spoken no prophecy of scripture came at any time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Even Christ Jesus in the original language said to the devil, uh, when he was in the wilderness being tempted, he said to him, it has been said and it is now on record. 
God has breathed. It said holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God still breathes on the scripture that you cannot incarcerate Christ the Savior nor his life or his healing or his benediction or his miraculous unction in a book. He'll come out of the book and fill your life and make you a living library of holiness and sanctity in this world today. You cannot incarcerate him in an age when apostles died or disciples died and say he's no longer what he used to be. He is God the same yesterday, today and forever. He said I am the Lord your God and I change not. Hallelujah. He said, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you. With the right hand of my righteousness. Glory. If you can't jump up to your feet because of this word, you might not jump up to the heavenlies because of the trumpet. I don't know. Hey. Glory, glory, glory. You may be seated. Are you, are you following the word of the Lord here today? Yes. So he said, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So Peter says, these are not drunk as you suppose. He says, but this is that. And I'm going to let the, the theologians and the, the, theologianettes. The apostolic, get up girl. I'm going to let you finish. But this is that which was. Shout it. Shout it again. Notice even Peter in his reference to what was written in Job didn't say this is what Job wrote. He said this is what Job spoke. There is a speech in the word of God that will raise you up and bless your life, heal your body, restore your marriage, deliver your lost loved ones, shake your nation, touch your world. And change your condition. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because the words Jesus said that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words will pick you up and put you on a mountaintop. The words will call you out of a boat and cause you to walk on water. The word will supply fish in your net. And my God, the word will supply bread in your house. The word. I love you. Sit down so I can just pull back a little bit. And um, 
And he says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And you know it, we, we won't quote it. And so he said, now this Christ Jesus, who was crucified, know that God has raised him up. Can I paraphrase? Because otherwise we'll be here till tomorrow. Uh, you know, perpetually. It'll be like tomorrow, we'll be there till tomorrow, till tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. But he, so I'm going to paraphrase. Some of you will get that when you get home. It'll hit you. And he said, know that the Lord has raised up this same Jesus and has made him Lord in Christ. And he being at the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, uh, poured on us that which you now hear and see. And they said, what must we do? And he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord. Hit someone and say, we're in the conclusion. In the conclusion. Because he said, go and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs will accompany them that believe. Glory be to God. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with their With new tongues they will handle enemies or lift up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them or hurt them. And they shall lay hands or um, um, implement the biblical method of uh, the imposition of hands. Believers, are you a believer today? Yeah. Is there faith in the church? Is the voice of Christianity getting ready to hit the planet like we hit the planet in the first century? Are we ready to see the house filled? And I want to tell you, your life will see the miraculous. Every son and daughter under the sound of this anointing, regardless of the territory, the nation, the region, or the situation, the threat, the opposition, the enmity, or the hardship that is coming against you, you're about to receive an evident in intervention of the supernatural hand of the almighty God who will lift you up induct you into training and take you into postgraduate impartation in your life so that your voice with his voice will bring about a manifestation of the end time victory that the Lord demonstrated when he overcame death hell and the grave you will not leave the way you came today. It's the truth. It's the truth. All right, you may be seated. There's fire in here, but I, I'm going to pull a little bit back and go back to a teaching because we're in, in the context of the the conclusion that we, we, uh, we uh, asserted in the last session. So Peter says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord and you shall receive what? Power. 
the, the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises, of course, it's, it's power, but, you, but I, we got to quote what he says. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children. Those are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So wait a minute, child of God, hearing us from all over the world, all of the different nationalities and both genders. Hear me. If the Lord calls people, then the gift belongs to those that are called. That's why Mark says, these signs or evidences will accompany the believer because as long as there is a calling, there is a high call, there is an empowerment, and there is a higher anointing that comes upon you to equip you to live life victoriously so the poison can't kill you and the enemy can't defeat you and the opposition can't stop you and the situation can't rule you and the world can't confuse you because you have access to the mind of Christ. And I have been sent by God to speak to you, young and mature, men and women, regardless of whether we're red, yellow, black, white, or brown, or whatever shade you might be in between. We are going to be united by the power of the Most High, of one spirit, one mind, one voice, and one heart to let the voice of Christianity be heard in the world today. So spare us the interrogations. Spare us the godless worldly inquisitions. When you say, what kind of Christian are you? What denomination do you come from? We are the church of the living God and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. We are pre-denominational and we are called to be eternal. We are carriers of the purity of the living faith of Almighty God. Come on, somebody. And so he says, and and as even as many as what? As the Lord our God shall call. So when we read in the 16th chapter of Mark, 
as we did in the last session, and they went preaching everywhere. The Lord confirming their word with signs following or accompanying, or the original, one of the original Greek languages says, the Lord strengthening their words by the miracles which he did, we can conclude that it was because they believed, they were baptized and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And now they're not going just with a theology that is opinionated in nature, but with a theology that is infused with the nature of the living one that cannot fail to heal you and redeem you and cleanse you and mend you and deliver you and lift you and my God transform you and regenerate you and rejuvenate you. He is alive today. And so if you could lift your hands and just let, let the world hear a shout today. And um, while you are with, with us in this wonderful session of training, send in your prayer requests and put in your, your marks and call your friends and, um, and let us know how we're ministering to you. The Lord is stirring you up again. There's many in this world today that have been distracted from your original calling and your desire or your fire for God. But that fire is being rekindled today. And there is no distance. You don't have to wait. You receive right now, right where you're at, the miraculous power of visitation that the Lord has increased in our life. In 2011, on the eighth month of the year, the 21st day of the month, the 42nd day of the fast, as we were graduating in cap and gown, the Lord himself walked up on this sacred platform, or one like it, this altar, and he placed a crown upon our head so that our jurisdiction would go from where it was at then while we were graduating um, so many people and to go to 224 nations around the world. And I am standing today with partners, members, and friends and ministers all over the world. And you say, I haven't seen it all. I want more. I'm going to believe God with the apostle and with this ministry to see what one million more souls and students added to the kingdom of God so that we can unify our voice from every background, whether we're Baptist, Pentecostal, Charismatic, um, uh, Episcopalian, Lutheran, or Catholic, or Orthodox, or non-denominational, or word of faith, or cross, whatever it is, we're going to unify our voice around the truth of pre-denominational Christendom and release in this world of all that says Jesus is building his house and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Glory, glory, glory. Well, I love you. And so they went, they went preaching everywhere. Of course, we know that that is after receiving 
the empowerment from on high. And we've just seen that um, the 120 that were in the upper room were more than probably represented by at least a portion, if not all, of the 72 that were sent out to be apostles for the Lord in those villages and cities where he would go. And if they were not all there, there was at least a portion of them there. Are you following? And so whether, they, whether Mark was there or not is irrelevant at all because that same day 3,000 people were inducted not into confidence or the faith in Christ. That was already foregone conclusion. We all knew by then that he had been risen from the dead. Huh? He had already appeared to over 500 of us, and there was no doubt among our Christian ranks, hallelujah, or, or faith-filled ranks, that he is alive. We had met him, we had seen him, we'd been eyewitnesses of him. Even Saul of Tarsus hadn't seen him yet. Are you listening? And so it is irrelevant whether or not Mark, uh, the apostle, was in the upper room. I believe he was. But it's irrelevant because that same day when those other 3,000 were added, you can be certain that someone got empowered with the ability to do what they desired to do. They wanted to walk like the Lord and could not walk like the Lord. The 72 saw a preview while he was here. But when he poured out his spirit they received a permanent residency of empowerment to minister like he ministered and walk like he walked and declare it with the same authority and ability that he had given to us to declare my God if I teach any better I'm going to be caught up hey Is that all right to minister a backdrop for where we're going? Because it's very important for us to see the canvas of this calling and the portrait of this living ministry so we can walk in it. Does that make sense? Because you're not here to learn, uh, you know, um, uh, opinions. You didn't start with God to live in hope. And, and, and wonderment. You're not knocking on wood and rubbing rabbit's foot and throwing salt over your eyes. You're not, you're not living your life saying you never know what tomorrow may bring. No, no, no. The Lord said, I know the thoughts that I have for you. They're thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has an expectation for the finish line of the body of Christ. And he released that expectation into the heart of his ministry so that they can say, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press for the mark towards the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There is a press in your life right now the call. Oh, go ahead and shout if you believe that today. Glory, 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 glory. 
Man of God, I want to get in on that. I want to be a champion. I want to be an International Miracle Institute student. I want to pick up the courses again. I don't know why I laid them down. I want to pursue the doctoral importation. I don't want to allow the circumstance I'm living in to keep ruling over me. I am not a creature of no dignity. I've been redeemed by the Lord of heaven. Pick up your life. Pick up your handicap. Pick up your past disappointments and carry them as a witness and a testimony that the Lord has healed you. Take up your bed and walk. Glory be to God. Mm. You may be seated. I love you. I might anoint people with holy my own tonight. So, so we see that the empowerment or the signs that Mark is talking about, John Mark, is also promised to everyone that will be called by the Lord. So that leaves no absence of his presence uh, subject to a century. So if we would hear the man of God say in our sacred New Testament, when I wrote to you concerning the salvation we share in common, it was needful for me also to share or tell you or charge you or to compel you that you would contend earnestly for the faith. I want you to say those two words. Not contend for faith, but the faith. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. The faith that was delivered to the saints or that was delivered once and once and for all to the saints safekeeping the Kenneth S. Weist says. So he has given us the faith as declared by the originals, as lived by the early church, as practiced in those days when Christianity was so illegal, it cost you your life. And everybody said, shut up, Caesar is the ruler of the planet. You rose up and said, no, there is a king of another kingdom that defeated, hallelujah, and overcame principality and powers and might and dominion and God has given him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of the things in heaven in earth and under the earth and we rose up in an authority and an ability in primitive times in the yester years of our initial stages casting out devils healing the sick delivering the captives and multiplying in, in unprecedented 
unprecedented numbers and the same almighty Holy Spirit that started the church off on the right foot is upon you today to stand upon your life so that you can stand with both feet on top of all of the power of the enemy and receive from heaven the empowerment necessary to overcome in this world. I need to stop preaching and let you shout tonight. Come on, somebody. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory. This is that which was spoken by the prophet. They were preaching everywhere. The Lord working with them and strengthening their words by the miracles which he did. So what is written in our New Testament is not written by an opinionated author. It is written by empowered vessels whose words defeated the world and then their sermons perpetuated your inheritance. My God, hey, and specified your empowerment. And so we touched on that um, in, in the gospel of Mark a little bit in the last session and we got literally caught up when he said, let us go to the other side. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, so we did. We signed off and, and signed up. And um, then I want to remind you the faith that was once and once and for all delivered to the saints safekeeping. Had the Lord not given us the new covenant, the sacred uh, writings of the uh, gospels, Two gospels were written by apostles that were of the 12. Two gospels were written by um, two apostles that were of the 72. And then had he not blessed us with Luke's uh, record, anointed God-breathed record of the acts of the apostles, we wouldn't even have a knowledge of some of the things that the Lord had done in the early church and with the apostles. And had he not, you know, called Saul of Tarsus and converted him to, to serve him and reveal to him the gospel that he preached by revelation so that he would in turn also not only preach it all over the world or teach it in the church of Antioch while he was named among the prophets and teachers there, but he would write the epistles that you and I could look at and 
to the Romans, to the Corinthians, to the Corinthians, to the Galatians, to the Ephesians, to the Colossians, to the Thessalonians, to the Thessalonians, to the, you know, Timothy, to Timothy, to Titus, to Philemon. And had he not inspired the apostle John, the beloved, to give us the gospel of John, we would never know that the word uh, was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh quite like that. Are you listening? And had he not inspired the apostle John to declare also in First in John and Second John and, and his third epistle, we would never know that beloved I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Uh, or we may know it but we may not have ground to stand on it. But today we do not have on record what we're promised to be deprived of. We do not read a Bible to see what we can't have. He did not write down what he has foreordained to deprive us of. He didn't put down a historic document. He declared a living document that is written by the Spirit on the tablets of your heart and the tablets of your mind that the covenant he made with us, hallelujah, causes him and empowers him to change our heart from stony heart to heart and flesh and live in us and be our God and we are his people and so we know I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers because the Lord inspired the beloved John to declare it in his third epistle amen, amen. and then we also know from the um, revelation or the apocalypse of John that before the ages uh, living beings that are sacred and holy created by God for the sake of confession and worship around the throne uh, reflected the lion, uh, reflected the ox. One had the face of a lion. One ha How many have read that or heard it? Let me see your hands. If you haven't, catch up on the previous sessions. Amen. And re re before the throne of God, just like in Ezekiel, it mentions reference to that. And just like the sixth chapter of Isaiah talks about the holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. So these, this head of an ox, this head of a flying eagle, you know, the one ref like a flying eagle, one like a lion, and one like what? The son of man. And these constantly worship the Lord. So the Lord must have already known that let us make man in our image after our likeness. He must have known what he wants man to be like. He must have had a type of man in his presence. And he must have known that man will come to a day when man will look in heaven and look in earth and can't find an all-sufficient champion. Thank God for the Abrahams, but they can't do it all. Thank God for the Isaacs, the Jacobs. Thank God for the Moses. Thank God for the Elijahs, but none of them were born 
because the word became a man. But God has provided himself a ram that came down from heaven to take you up to heaven. He went to the cross to destroy your old nature and to raise you up so that you can look in the mirror and see what he has foreordained for you to be and be changed from glory to glory. And in that he also gives you the nature not of a ferocious but of a royal lion that is able to stand and roar with the power of the voice of the gospel the voice of Christianity all over the world we are the redeemed of the Lord let the redeemed of the Lord say so said the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed to break the seals to loose the book and open it up hallelujah amen something will happen immediately in the now that will break the iron clad claim of demons and devils off of the lives of multitudes and it will happen through international miracle institutes an army that is raised up to keep the first century faith and break the power of incarceration off of the lives of mankind open their eyes spiritually open their ears to hear the voice of God and transform their lives there is a sound like many waters rising up from the earth today declaring a victory that cannot be silenced and a triumph that is permanently available. We will live in health. We will live in wisdom. We will live in power. We will live in sanctity. We will live in wholeness and we will live in change from glory to glory. And if that is you, let your voice be heard today. church of the living God the body of Christ the tabernacle of God through the spirit lively stones glory be to God royal priesthood holy nation peculiar people more than conquerors hallelujah Excuse me a little bit, but you know, I have nowhere that I have to be at anytime soon other than right there in your lives. Right there, I'm in your life right now. I don't care who you are, you might be at the edge of your seat, you might be, you know, sunk in your whatever, a lazy girl or lazy boy or whatever furniture you have. It doesn't really matter. Someone is going to jump up on the inside of you by his power, by his residency, by his call and there's going to be a yes that will take you up of what has hindered you and brought you into what God has called you. There's going to be an amen that rises up on the inside of you. Hey! 
Glory, 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 glory. So, so the Lord um, delivers to us the sacred scriptures after having proved them in multiplicities of sermons, witness, preaching, and declaration. This is what the word said. They went preaching. Shout that word. Preaching. The New Testament was not written yet. They, went, they were the New Testament. They went preaching everywhere. The Lord working with them. <laughs> they were preaching the New Testament even while they were in the upper room declaring the wonderful works of God. Rivers were flowing out of their belly. So many people have more in their library than they have in their belly. But God wants to get out of your library and out of the original languages, the very living essence of the living spirit so he can pour out of you what will empty the hospital empty the sick bed, deliver the afflicted, hallelujah, and save the incarcerated, break the yoke of addiction, break the power of alcoholism, break the force of nicotine, break the power of cancer and leukemia, break the afflictions and the oppressions of sin off of the lives of humanity because there is a living word that is in your heart and in your mouth. So when when we read the sacred scriptures, we're not reading what God has chosen to deprive us of. He did not write it to stop doing it. He wrote it to tell you that he's the one who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hath he said and shall he not? Hath he spoken and shall he not? So spare us this inquisition. What kind of church are you? What kind of Christian are you? Let me tell you what kind of a Christian we are. We believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's the Redeemer of mankind, the Deliverer of humanity, the Savior of the world. We believe that God's word is not an opinion, not tradition, not subject to debate, not outdated, not, not subject to personal interpretation or private twistings, but we receive the faith, the pure, unadulterated, apostolic faith. Get ready to manifest in our hour through the Christian voice. We believe I can bus my as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. We believe, we believe, 
Let give us this day our daily bread. We believe thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We believe thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. We believe. We believe. So hold up your head and don't let anything in this world rob you of the humility of the dignity that God has given you. You are not self-made. You are God redeemed. My God. And you are redeemed to say so. You've been delivered from the beneath and you have been set upon the above seated together with him in the heavenly places. You, you may be seated. <laughs> so he, uh, he says to us, let us pass to the other side. And of course, you know the, 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 uh, the account there in the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark and uh, defining the, the miracle because verse 36 something is clarified and it says um, when they set away the multitude um, they took him even as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships so it's a very interesting visual does that make sense so we're, we're journeying with the Lord if we want to uh, recognize our humanity in their discipleship because their humanity is in our discipleship. How many of you here understand you're human? Wave at me. Just wave at me. You're human. Now keep waving if you're not only human. Keep, wa keep waving if, if God gave you something above that which you inherited from mom and dad. When, whoo, glory to God. Amen. Amen. I'm talking to the right crowd here. And, and, and glory to God in, in Togo and in Nigeria and in Cameroon and North Africa and the Middle East and the Near East. I'm talking to the right crowd. Uh, in a, a wonderful response from India and Pakistan. Everybody's coming, come preach over here. But I tell you right now, I am preaching over here. I am coming to you in the name that is above every name. I am touching you by the hand of the Redeemer in Malaysia, in Indonesia, in the Philippines, in Vietnam, in China, 
I'm touching you in Singapore and declaring it over you in Okinawa and Japan and in New Zealand and Papua New Guinea and Australia and the islands of the sea and, and I declare it over you in Alaska and the West Coast and throughout this nation and in Europe and the and the Baltic states and declare over you that your people group are about to inherit an anointing that will lift you up to a measure of royalty and rule and authority the likes of which you have never seen someone under the sound of my voice God is going to enable you to accept the calling to be the first person in your family to ever be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ that you know of you get ready to make a change hallelujah so the little ships, how many are glad little ships are right about gathering right about where he is with us, the disciples in their humanity or them, the humans in our discipleship, whatever we're, 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 <laughs> uh, we have the, we have, we we have the same relationship with the Lord. And I heard that. Someone said, well, we have a better. Well, guess what? How would you act tonight if all of your prayer requests were answered? against breathing disorders. I come against asthmatic conditions. I come against bronchial problems. I come against uh, 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 sinus disorders. I come against sinus and migraine headaches. I come against every tumor, every growth, every cyst. I curse you from the root. Every evil diagnosis that is predicted or predetermined or foreordained by humanity to be to be terminal, I curse it and declare your victory over it and your healing from it. Let pain leave your body. Let arthritis leave your body. Let rheumatism leave your body. Let your ears pop open right now. And cataracts leave your eyes in the name of the Lord. And move your body like you never moved it before. And send in your testimony. Somebody's getting a miracle today. People are getting healed all over the world, church. People are getting healed all over the world. People are getting healed all over the world. Glory, glory, glory. And you are healed today. That 
See, if I don't tell you to sit down, I, uh, uh, And so this huge storm rose up. I have to say that if I, if I read, words will jump out. And I have a place to go. And it's in, in Mark 5. So, Lord, help the church. This is first century faith. This is the God-man himself. <laughs> this is this is the Lord that said it's better for you that I go away if I do not go away the comforter will not come to you I will send you the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not he's invisible to them and does not know him but he is with you talking about in, in his ministry, in his incarnation, is in his embodiment, in his conception, birth, growth, and ministry. And shall be in you, talking about the, his ability to induct you into the quality of the God kind of man. We would know that we did not have Corinthians that says that we who are in Christ are new creatures, new creation, new species of being. We're a new kind of humanity. Old things are dead and gone. All things are become new and all things are of God. If you believe today that he's empowered you over all the power of the enemy, jump up and give God the greatest shout. in every person here, Lord. You delight, you have pleasure in the miraculous activities that you perform among and amidst your saints. Forgive from every sin, every repentant person. Forgive them from missing the mark. Touch their life now with courage and confidence. Let a manifestation of the reality of your youth, your ability, your strength, your vitality, your healing and your deliverance come upon them and move in their life. They are your beloved. They're loved of you. And you put your love in our heart for them. And we declare it today that in the name of the Lord, every evil spirit, every unclean spirit, every spirit of infirmity, 
and opposition that has targeted anyone under the sound of this anointing. You leave them now in the name of the Lord. Loose their lives, their minds, and their bodies in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone shout, it is done. Amen. We are in the fourth chapter of the um, gospel according to St. Mark. And the sacred scriptures are talking about the Lord carrying to us to our destination or being on the same ship with us, going to our landing spot, to our place of destination. Other ships are around and a great wind or storm rose up to hinder um, the trip. And I'm sure there's no need to elaborate at all about opposition that might sometimes come against your intentions for God. Persecution arises for the word's sake. But we know what to do with it, don't we? Thank God. And so um, they woke the Lord up and said, don't you care that we're getting destroyed here? We're perishing it. We're dying. Chapter th- verse 38, the ship is getting filled with, actually is filled with water. Jesus is just asleep at the back of the ship. And, and we say, teacher, we say, master, we say, rabbi, we, we say, doctor, don't you care that we're, we're dying? We're, 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 we're not going to the other side. It doesn't look like there's... Um, and he arose or got up and he rebuked or spoke harshly to the wind... And he said to the sea or to the waters, peace be still. He spoke and he declared. Now here is the God man, our savior, speaking or operating in authority and in power that we just read in the previous sessions. This man speaketh with authority and with power for unclean spirits. He casts unclean spirits out. They obey him, right? And he does not speak as the scribes. So again, he demonstrates it now in in the midst of a real challenge. And he demonstrates the challenge is against all, including him. Are you listening to me? The challenge is against all, including him. Because he loves you so much, he's never going to divorce himself from your call or separate his presence from your destiny. If he said, let us go, he won't say you're on your own when the storm comes. He'll be right there with you. Hallelujah. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Hey. Amen. So it is 
in the name of the Lord. And so he, he spoke harshly. He said, stop. And he said, peace be still. And the, and the word of God tells us there was a great calm or an overwhelming peace. A great calm came, a cessation immediately of what was violently uh, being declared. I, I want you to hear me. You're living in a time when there is uh, a lot of noise. There are, there are voices of hatred. There are voices of, of um, uh, agenda. There are voices of um, opinion. There, there are even gospel voices that are preschool sermons. I don't mean to mock, but I mean we should take up our choir up a little bit above lullaby songs. We, 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 you know, we, 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 you know we, we, we should take away the crayons and start entrusting the believers with some real writing material. I mean, we're, we're facing some desperate times here. Amen? And so we don't, we don't want to, you know, you know, ignore the voices in the world or regress. I don't want anyone under the sound of my voice to feel that you're a victim. I will pray for you. We will pray for you. Will we not pray for them? We and the global church family will pray for you. But you do not feel like you're a victim regardless of how loud the storm is or how real the threat is. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And there is an immediate great calm coming upon your life, coming upon your call, and coming upon your ministry. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And we are going to see a supernatural calm and a, and a sensible rationale come upon the body of Christ in America and in the world where what used to formulate division and divisiveness of disagreement will fall and there will come a unity to the Christian voice the like of which we have never heard in generations past and we will rise up not for a temporary or minuscule refreshing but for a permanent supernatural rush to the finish line with victory upon victory and triumph upon and sick man healers. My God will overflow your baskets. My God will cause you to radiate with health. My God will renew your youth. My God will, will wipe away your disappointments. My God will begin writing a brand new level of life and chapter. My God will preach you up. My God will preach you out. My God will preach you in. You're coming out. 
nation and coming into preservation by the power of the word of God. Amen. Can you hear me over your shouts? Amen. It's not that I want to be heard. It's that I want you to hear what the Lord is saying. And uh, catch it all, even if you're slain in the spirit. Catch it slain. So this is phenomenal. Immediately a great calm. So this... This is a great miracle. And um, in verse 42, they feared exceedingly. Great calm comes and we're terrified. Oh my God. What kind of guy do we have on, on our ship? Isn't that what it said? They said one to another. What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who? What kind of a man is this? Well, this is the man that came to make the new man. This is the man that came to die to free us from being the same old fallen, disappointed, nasty, guilty, doomed and damned old man. And he died with our sins, not his, and for our sins, not for his. He had none of his own. And he destroyed the power of the old off of us. And he rose again, declared the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. And when you and I believe on the Lord and we accept him as the Redeemer, and when we go into the sacred sacrament and or holy mystery of baptism into the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, calling upon the name of the Lord, sins are washed away, the old is dead and we're buried with him in baptism and then we're raised to live together with him in newness of life. The new man is called to shout out in the middle of a world full of storms and declare you will not take our planet, you will not take our nation, you will not take our church and you will not take our world. Someone, someone said, well, I don't know if I believe this. Let me tell you, greater is he that is in you, he that is in you, than he that is in the world. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Believe this. My God, believe this. Believe it in the middle 
believe it in the middle of nations where your faith is called heresy and you're, you're threatened. You're threatened by death because you believe in one God in three persons. Believe it. He is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God. Soul of the world in his fatherhood. He gave his only begotten son in his word. Glory be to God. To redeem mankind so that we would not perish. And then empowered humanity with his sacred Holy Spirit. So that the greater one would be the mountain mover. And the world changer. And the storm calmer. So stand up with dignity and stand up with authority. There are people around you that are dying with affliction. The healer is in your hand. The healer is in your heart. The healer is in your life. The healer is in your mind. You are his workmanship. city and in this five state area. There are men and women that your faces, your families, your lives come up before me and my prophetic call before Dr. Robin and before our team on regular basis and what is in you is too great for you to allow this natural world to rob you of the opportunity resident within the effort you make to rise up and journey over to where the house of the Lord carries your miracle and your breakthrough. Get up, son. Get up, girl. It's time to gather in the house of God. I'm going to stop till I hear the voice of an army today. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. One of the most powerful events that you will ever have an opportunity to participate in as a young handmaiden or a uh, minister apostolic woman uh, of the Lord is this Talitha Kumi Apostolic Conference with Dr. Robin and the Apostolic Family. This is the time for you to walk like the Apostles walk. To be called by God equal with the Apostles. It's time for you to use the faith to receive the time off, the resources for, the journey to make, to call right now and sign up for what will change your life. You do not want to live the kind of life that you've been living in the first several months. There is an opportunity now to rise up to a level of victory and authority. In God, renew your ordination. Get in on your impartation. Call in for your transformation. Someone shout tonight. Get, get your permanent miracle. Get your permanent recovery. Get your permanent endowment. Get, 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 get your permanent increase. Amen. And 
all of the defenders and, 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 and uh, the protectors, the men. Make your plans to be part so that we can minister together for the safety of the sisters that are called by God to be here. Some of you uh, can't miss it for the world and won't miss it, but some of you may have a lot of a year here and a year there or several years. There's some very dear daughters and sons in the faith that you're just, you're just going to rob yourself if you plan and, and I'm talking to you and you know I'm talking to you. You will rob yourself if you plan to just attend two days and just show your face. We don't want to see your face. We want to see what the Lord is doing in your life. Don't, don't do me any favors and just show me your smile. You come here, you come to be transformed and changed. So when you step out into that world, you represent, not apologize. stop. I'm going to stop. There's too much profit on me tonight. I'm going to stop. There's too much anointing on me tonight. Don't do me any favors. Don't step out and reduce the gospel to a level of compatibility. This world does not need a lullaby. It does not need preschool. It needs an indoctrination that will take them up to a level of victory and authority. God does not want you just busy preaching the gospel. He wants you participating in his provisional ability. Now I'm talking to you. You pick up the phone and call right now. My, my, my team is standing by and don't be ashamed. Tell your name and say, Doc, just read my mail. I'm signing up. Amen. Oh, I'm changing my tickets. I'm not just going to be there for apostolic women. I think I'm going to be there for MOT also. I need this. Can't do without this. Come on, somebody shout. Amen. Oh, you may be seated. Huh. It's a dangerous anointing in a good way. How many of us ladies, daughters, how many apostolic women do we have here today? Now, now I'm going to give you one more chance. Now, now listen, the Lord has promised to infuse you with an ability that will enable you to live in equality with the originals as an apostolic woman. So I'm going to give you an opportunity. Make your plans, pack your bags, buy your tickets. Arrange your trip. You will not leave the way you came. God wants to touch you. God wants to change you. God wants to transform you. And and so so isn't it wonderful? It's very wonderful to um 
to see um, the, uh, the, the miraculous provision of the men and women who walked and walk equal to the apostles. Some of you here might know of a man by the name of John G. Lake. Anybody heard of John G. Lake? Just wave at me if you've heard of John G. Lake. When the Lord spoke to Dr. Harfush and taught me, for three and a half years, he taught me specifically out of the word of God. I would not teach it for three and a half years till I specifically investigated every New Testament scripture relevant to the subject matter of the God-man. And every scripture that seemed to contradict what the Lord revealed, I inspected and investigated in the original languages. Once I became fully certain that this was the word of God, then I began to live it. My miracle ministry went out from one level completely to another level. You can ask Dr. Robin and many people in ministry that we've had privilege to be family with, and they remember the days way back when, you know, in the uh, uh, late 70s or early 80s where we operated and saw healings and miracles through the word of knowledge and through the gift of prophecy and through identifying conditions like that. And then they saw when the God-man message came, the working of miracles, gifts of healing, and great faith. And we began to do, 1991, I began to put on our own conventions called Dealing with Healing. And literally attack sickness and disease with the power gifts to aggressively evangelize. I had no idea who John Lake was. When I picked up some of his books and saw some of the things he said, I thought, my God, you know, I thought I was the only one on earth that knew this. Now, I knew it, but I can go to churches and I can have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday or Thursday, and I could not preach it because you had to deal with the spirit, the soul, and the body, and it would take too many hours to teach something like that, especially in some of the... Uh, well, the time frames and the time limit you have. So thank God now it's 25 years since we planted the Supernatural International Miracle Institute. And, and so we were able to sacrifice, if you could call it that, or so part of our traveling schedule. Not, not lay it all down, but part of it in order to teach authority which was with identity, but teach the God-man, which is the third course, and then later on teach the sacred secret. But they called John Lake's gospel the strong man's gospel. Are you listening to me? Because John Lake literally believed what I am telling you you're called to. And I am here to tell you I don't catch disease. Disease is terrified of me. And I say that in the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who fills my spirit, my soul, my body, my pores, my mind, my thoughts, my words, and every aspect of my being with his very 
very supernaturally engulfing and revolutionizing power. He is my keeper. My God. So I know in whom I have believed. I know that my members are the members of Christ. And, and I know that I'm an Olympian. My God. Hallelujah. No, no, the doctor said, you don't see this. Yeah, this doesn't happen. What? This doesn't happen. This is a 25-year-old body of an athlete. You are an Olympian. Welcome to the God-man and the sacred secret. Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor according to his working which worketh in me mightily. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, you listen to the God man all the way through on the international because and then listen to the sacred secret and then all of a sudden who the the the, the salvifical power living on the inside of you will start affecting you and changing you but I mentioned John Lake for a reason because John Lake uh, wrote uh, Brother Parham where you know we know the uh, the uh, outpouring in the last century started in Topeka, Kansas it ended up in Azusa Street and these two were some of the two that were recognized as powerful women by, uh, men rather and by the way I just want to touch on this because some of us are too young to know Hit the person next to you say, some of us are too young to know. How many of us know anything about the healing evangelist Gordon Lindsay and the, 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 the magazines regarding the healing evangelist? And how many did not know that they were called apostolic evangelists? You need to lift up your hands because I didn't call them that. Gordon Lindsay called them that. They were called apostolic evangelists because they didn't minister only in inspirational gifts or revelational gifts, but they ministered in the signs of an apostle working in miracles, gifts of healings, and great faith. So as far back as the 50s, America was already introduced to the term apostolic evangelist. So why you got a problem? What's your problem, America? What's your problem, church? I need to stop. And all you Latinos and Latinas out there, in Mexico and south of the border. I love you, I love you. And all, all of you, you know, uh, Brazil, I love you. I mean, when you write, write good comments. 
Don't write stupid. Don't say there are no apostles today. Shut up and sit down. You didn't call me. And I'm not after you anyway. Don't want you. I'm turning down your application. I'm looking for somebody who believes in a miracle working God who uses his people today. Don't write me no comments saying Jesus was just a good man or a prophet. Shut up and sit down. Jesus didn't send you, but Jesus sent me. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's what he said. And he said, I am he. That's what he said. He used the same terminology that he told Moses. Go tell them I am he has sent you. Glory to God. Before Abraham was, I am he. My God. You may be saying, now I know somebody that speaks English pretty good, says that's not what it says. He said, um, before Abraham was, I am. Well, I'm glad you read English. (laughs) But it makes absolutely no grammatical sense, nor is it the original manuscripts. The original manuscripts say, I am he, identifying not only having existed before Abraham, but having existed as the one who made the promise to Abraham. (laughs) Before he became the seed of Abraham to inherit the promise for the rest of us who believe on him to become the seed. (sighs) Should I stop? And so you, you, you hear that and you see that uh, John Lake writes, writes to Parham. And he said it's been, I, I believe we have the letter. It's been 27 years since the Holy Spirit fell. What have we done with these gifts? He said, where are the fathers? He, he said to, so, to, 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 um, to, Uh, Seymour, where are the apostles? And he said, I suppose if I was younger and had more time, I would build some kind of an end time training center that will equip people to do the same works that Jesus called them to do. But he accused entire denominations that I don't want to mention today of playing with the gifts rather than implementing the gifts to manifest the gift giver. So stop the inquisition. What kind of Christian are you? 
We are pre-denominationally affiliated, supernaturally inclined, word-oriented, devil-opposing, and God-pleasing, end-time, five-fold ministry-believing, nine-gift-infused, signs and wonders-accompanied, miracle workers that are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ and are of the strong man's gospel and his name is Jesus somebody shout his name somebody shout his name again and one more time is this good now you may be seated how many of you heard something in the last 15 minutes that you have never heard in your Christianity before wave at me you've never heard that see and I would have never really had that come up in my spirit had it not been the timing of the Lord and prophetic inspiration it's not it's not in the gospel of Mark it's, it's not even in the first century but it is in the 20th century and if in the 20th century God would give us a preview through John Lake and would give us previews through Wigglesworth and previews through um, uh, Sister McPherson and then previews through thousands, not, not only hundreds, of healing evangelists, many, many of whom uh, were declared and called apostolic evangelists in the 50s on the headlines of newspapers all over this nation. And for over 11 years, opening blind eyes and stopping deaf ears and, and broadcasting on television. There are people alive today who were healed under those tents and then followed up by a dairy uh, businessman by the name of Demas Shakarian who chose to take the walls down and allow the Holy Spirit to fall upon every denomination and every people group and the so-called charismatic movement came and men and women began to be filled with the Holy Spirit as the Spirit gave them utterance. You are called by God today to stand up and represent the God of glory, the King of heaven who called you out into a strong man's gospel that does not take no for an answer. You are an apostolic generation. You are a five-fold ministry inclined saint. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we've got many decades to come. And we've got an end time Bible training center that tells it like it is and trains you the right way and makes a man or a woman out of you that the devil is terrified of and God is pleased with. Oh, I'm going to stop tonight. Are you called 
to be an apostolic evangelist? Are you called to be an apostolic witness? Are you called to have the gifts of God working in your life? Are you called to live yielded to absolute authority and dominion over everything the Lord defeated and overcame for you to grant you a victory that cannot stop and a triumph that will not relent? Are you ready to be infused, energized, and rejuvenated with the might, the power, and the anointing, and the infusion of Almighty God? Are you ready for the power of the Lord to overtake your life? My God, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the power? keep praying like that let me pray for the world I'm not finished pray father touch my brother and his family touch my daughter and her household touch them those prayer petitions and their requests that I've been reading and I've been hearing and those that have been coming in to, to today on our page as well as in, in our box touch them right now intervene and interrupt with an immediacy the loudness the lie of the storm of opposition and bring a great calm and a great peace over their life i say it not for the glory of um of um uh, uh the the uh, the, the man or the woman, but the glory of the Lord of heaven, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we bless you in the name of the Lord and declare over your life his sanctity, his wholeness, his redemption, his deliverance, his healing, his revival, his strength, his renewal, his spirituality, his impartational nature to take care of you and your loved ones that are far away from you where you're news was broken from them and news from them is broken for you. Be at peace. The Lord has got it under control. He is going to take care of them. I declare it to be so. I believe it with you now. And I wait to hear your testimony together with the family of the Lord here and globally. The global church rejoices with you and everybody shout amen. You may be seated. Is that all right? Yes. So that's just touching the last century, but 
we can go throughout the ages and see how the Lord used men and women and how the Lord perpetuated or continued this same evidenced reality in the life of anyone that's hungry and anyone that is thirsty for the things of the Lord. And there's never been a generation as hungry and as thirsty uh, for the things of God as this generation that we have the privilege to, to lead by example. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Well, if you could uh, look with me, please, to the uh, fifth chapter of Mark, and I'm gonna I'm gonna skip um, the um, the. Uh, Um, well, let's read it. Verse 25. Let's, ready? Let's read it together. Keep reading.
glory, 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 glory. Amen, amen. Now, um, you guys read really good. I said you read really good. So the Lord is um, on his way to Jairus' house to bring healing to Jairus, who's obviously described again. Mark shows us the need, the hardship, the challenge in the life of an individual. My daughter's at this point, you know, um, and she's suffering, and Jesus said, I will come and heal her. So it's very clear that the need is, like I mentioned in our previous sessions, presented. So the Lord is walking with him to his house, and unbeknown to him, a woman that had been suffering with an incurable condition for how many years? Shout it out loud. 12 years, 12 years. She's actually been sick since that, wo- that young girl was born. It's pretty interesting. And she went, you know, saw a lot of physicians instead of getting better, she got worse. And she kept getting worse and worse. And it's a bad situation. But when she heard of the Lord, the faith came with the report. And the faith rose up in her. And although she is in the natural unclean, and again, it is not uh, a welcoming atmosphere for her to go out in public and go after the Lord to what? Touch him. Are you listening? She goes out. She comes in the press behind. See, how desperate are you? See, I'm talking to some people right now. I'm going to hold off. Many of you are real, genuine, original sons and daughters. But if you don't right now, rewind and hear this like you've never heard it before. You won't get out of the word what is in him. You can't live off yesteryear's touch. Are you listening to me? Very important. Very important. You, you have to stir in your life a desperation for activation. You, you must disdain, choose to dislike ordinary, natural living. In order to do that, you've got to divorce yourself from anything and everything that stops you from rejoicing and magnifying God and thanking Him in the middle of all the reasons why you should not. It cannot and will not help any of us to worry about something we can't change. 
It says casting all your fears. Notice it didn't say wait until you get rid of the problem you're caring about. And then it said cast the care on him. Don't let the thing make you act like you're under his influence or its influence. Cast it on the Lord. Right? Disdain natural living and pursue supernatural connection. It doesn't matter how many doctors, how many payments, how many visits, how many negative reports, how many debts, how many past disappointments, how many nays you got in the past. Cast your care on the Lord. Let the faith rise up in you. If I may touch his clothes, I will be made whole. I will be whole. And she comes out and she chases him down. She pushes through a time when everyone is touching him. And when she touches him, Christ knows in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him. The faith in the report about the Lord got a hold of the power in the Lord and got the result of his reputation manifested in the life of someone without his knowledge. The church is about to break out into, into, into you're about to see the infusion of the power of God touch, reach, and fill your life. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. And uh, stay on your feet for a moment. Stay on your feet at home. And she comes and she touches him and immediately he knowing in himself that virtue had what? Gone out of him. Whoo, glory to God. You know virtue's been going out of me all week. <laughs> virtue's been going right into your life. I, I want to let you know that some of you already know it is done. And some of you are going to be shocked that it is done. But either way, you're going to know that virtue had gone into your life this week to effectuate and manifest. And get a hold of it. Get a hold of the knowing immediately. She knowing, she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And the Lord said, well, who touched me? He stopped. And they said, everyone is touching you. And listen, he turned around about to see her that had done this thing. Isn't that a great description by Mark the evangelist? He says, the disciples told the Lord, everybody's touching you. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Everybody's touching you. We were right here. Nothing supernatural happened. We're with you. Nothing happened. Everybody's touching you. But now there is, a, there, there is the man 
who has chosen the kind of humanity that'll say, you know, I don't know, it looks like nothing happened, but I sensed virtue. There, somebody's placing a demand on the gift of God. Hey, I sense the, I sense the direction of the wind of the Spirit. And he looked around to see her that had done this thing and of course she fearing and trembling you know, under the power of God of course in reverencing she came and told him all the truth and he said to her what? what's that first word? what's that first word? what's that first word? Who glory to God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. <laughs> he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Your faith has made you whole. Go and be whole of thy plague. And then we'll just have to skip over to the conclusion. And I'm going to just talk to you. The one that lied to you and said it's over and it's too late is about to be kicked out of the very territory he's trying to occupy. And the resurrection and the life is going to say, get up, son. Get up, daughter. Girl, get up. Awaken and eat. Your call 
soul is going to awaken and be fed. Your ministry is going to awaken. Your business, your contracts are going to multiply and renew. Your family is going to be restored. Your health is going to be revived. My God. My God. The Lord is about to deliver back to you what the enemy has stolen from you. He's going to bring it back. Oh, I hear a shout in this place. I hear a shout in this place. Put your hands on your spirit, please, and pray in the Holy Spirit. If you have your prayer language, everyone standing on your feet. No one moving, no one talking. Father, I thank you that all across this world, this entire planet, every person, those that are watching live and participating, actually attending by way of uh, programming, as well as those that are not even aware now that we are praying for them. We call them and we lift them up corporately, the entire population of the planet. We lift them up before you because man or humanity belongs to the Lord and the soul of man belongs to God. We ask you to move by the might of your and the virtue of your own sacred divinity and, um, and almightiness. You are... Um, um, uh, the Almighty, the High Tono, release your power in the lives of your children, even those that are not aware of your fatherhood or your shepherdship. Uh, but let them now experience the miraculous witness of your delivering hand. Preserve those whose lives are in the balance, who are now facing the most detrimental circumstances, and also those who are being recalled to the fold, to the house, to the class, to the training, to the school, those that are planted churches that need to see them increase and multiply, and those in the five-state region and in the city whose businesses need to grow and increase without compromise and without apologies regarding the word of the living God in whom we believe and to whom we belong to. Release your anointing today, now, by the might of your right hand. It is not short that you cannot redeem. Your ear is not dull that it cannot hear. Today, release your anointing upon your people. I break the addiction of drugs. I break the power of alcoholism. I break the power of fear, doubt, and unbelief. I break the power of double-mindedness. I break the authority of the accuser of the brethren. I release vindication over the lives of God's people. And we agree together now that it is done.
Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.